What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Under the Hood podcast. I'm Jay Hood with my cousin, Cousin Wiley, crazy Bears fan uh, that I've talked about for many years. He's been on many of my podcasts, and we're here to talk about the Bears week one as the Bears lose 38 to 20. Cuzzo, how's everything? Everything's great. How you feeling, Cuzzo? Uh, you know, another Bears loss, and it's the ninth in a row by the Green Bay Packers. And just like, so here's my thought. Coming into the season, I said, I expect the Bears to win. I expect the Bears to win every week, but I expect the Bears to win because I expected to see something different from the Bears on both sides of the football. And, like, you know, practice is one thing, but the other thing is is that you want to be able to see and show something different. And I didn't see anything different from the Bears. What we saw on Sunday against Green Bay is what we saw a lot of last year. And it's like, were you ready for this game or not? And so that's the thing that bothers me. What would you think? It was like I came into the season without a lot of expectations for the Bears. Like I, I didn't expect playoffs. So I was a guy who's like probably seven wins is is the ceiling. Um, well, not the seven wins. I thought maybe it was like the floor. And if Fields took a step, maybe you can get to ten wins or so. But it's okay. You come in, win four more games than you did last year, make progress as, as a team, and you can go into the offseason and fill in the holes you, you have. I expected the Bears to show up for the Packers game. Here's here's the reason why. Like I saw a team last year who was virtually talented, but they played hard nearly every game. They were competitive, and they had a shot to win most of the games they were in, despite the absence of talent around them. So you improve the talent on both sides of the ball this offseason. You're playing your number one rival. They have this, you know, pretty much rookie quarterback starting, yeah. you know, on the road, you know, first game of the season. Getsy and staff are more familiar with him than they are than, than they are with the Bears planning on running this, this season offensively. So to me, the Bears had the edge all the way around. And then you see them start the game. And okay, first half they pretty much played them to a stalemate. So okay, we'll go in go in halftime because last year the Bears made great adjustments after the half. So we'll continue that that, that same process of you know making good halftime adjustments. We'll come out and pound the Packers in the second half and win the game. Mm. And I'm watching, and almost immediately it's like that's not going to happen. And it was. Everybody except maybe the running backs share blame for that loss. Yeah, you Roshan know, Johnson is a dude, isn't he? Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert were fantastic. Like if you Foreman, he may not he probably shouldn't be on the team at this point. Not because he, he's terrible, but he's taking touches away from the guys who have shown that if you put the ball in their hands, they can be electric. Like Roshan Johnson, you know, when he gets going. Probably next year, like, look out. Like, that kid has the speed, the power, the vision. And like Herbert, he can actually pass block, too. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do. But, like, outside of the running backs, everything around the Bears, everything, everyone on the team were pretty much awful. And I look at that, and for me, as you know, we've had this conversation for a while. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm, 
I, I've been hard on Justin Fields, probably sometimes unfairly. Mm-hmm. But it isn't that I, I don't want him to do well because I'm a Bears fan. I'm a diehard Bears fan. I want him to be, you know, our franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. So you I can stop by. You also yeah. a Mitch guy, too, though. That's the other thing that bothers you because Mitch is gone and Justin's in. So your guy's gone and fits to Pittsburgh. So, you know, I buy, I buy Bears quarterback jerseys. So I, w- I want to stop buying them too. So, so yeah, I, I was, I was a Mitch guy. I was a Mitch guy. Mitch failed or didn't, even if he, you think he didn't fail, he wasn't successful enough for them to keep him around. Right. Perfectly fine. As, as I've shared before, Justin Fields talent wise, he has, he's the most physically gifted quarterback I've ever seen wear Bears, Bears jersey. You know, like, we're close enough in age where you may have seen a few more quarterbacks than I have seen, but overall, he's to me by far the most physically gifted quarterback I've seen. Mm-hmm. But as I said, a lot of times, a lot of his issues are here between the ears. Yeah. Like he sees everything, he can make every throw. He sees the field well. He's a really smart kid. He doesn't trust himself, and yeah. I mm-hmm. still now. Don't know how you. I don't know how you fix that. I don't. But it's a, it's a good question. Well, well, because it's a good question because it's like okay, so half the audience on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN One Thousand that we do every day, half the audience feels like this is a Luke Getzey thing where they're not adjusting to Justin Fields' skills. The other side of it is a lot of people feel like Justin Fields just can't get the ball down the field, and I don't know which one is which. I just know that from my standpoint. All I can do is look at the numbers, and I can look at this game. Now, what I'm telling you is this, is that if if the Bears can only get D.J. Moore two touches, two receptions good for 25 yards against Tampa, against Kansas City, against Denver the next few games, then that's a major problem that Justin can't get the ball down the field. Now, here's the thing. We saw D, uh, Darnell Mooney get a touchdown on a big pass. So I'm just saying, how come we don't see more of those plays? It's one thing to say, well, the secondary was difficult for the Packers, so it was hard for Justin to get down the field. He had to nickel and dime and move the ball side to side for short yardage. But, I mean, so so Quay Walker is all pro that you just can't be able to do anything more than just a quick uh, pass to commit or a quick pass to one of the running backs in Dante Foreman. To me, the, the league is vertical. I don't need 60 passes, but I need for them to be have some deep balls down the field in order for DJ Moore, for Mooney, for Claypool to be able to make big splash plays. That's where the NFL is today. If the Bears can't do that, then they're behind still. So I think watching, even last year, Fields has this group of guys who he trusts. And I think every quarterback is the same. They have guys who they trust. Fields, for whatever reason, when he gets in in trouble, mm-hmm. he tends to lean on the guys he trusts. Like even last year, we was watching games last year. You see a guy like Claypool. He didn't have much time with Claypool's wide open, but he sees St. Brown. He trusts St. Brown. Yeah, he's throwing the ball to St. Brown, who's never going to ca- actually catch the ball. Correct. He's going to he's going to drop it. You know, but because he didn't have the trust level with Claypool. Okay. All right, you may be open, but this guy has been around me for four months. Mm-hmm. Okay, I trust him more. Let me throw the ball to him. This it's, it's a safer pass because I know where he is. We have 
some rapport. So let me get him the ball. And it's like you have to look for your explosive playmakers. I don't care how covered Moore is. Figure out a way to get up 10 passes a game. Yeah. Figure out a way. And if we're doing bubble screens or check downs, whatever it may be, check it down to him. Check it down to that guy. That guy is one of the best receivers in the game. There's, there's no way in hell he should ever go a game unless he injures himself within the first five minutes of the game where he gets two targets the entire game. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. And and the thing is, like, so if nothing else, if you are going to check it down, like you said, then that that guy can give you tremendous run after the catch. Yes, could do that. Khalil Herbert could do that. Moody yes, could do that. Like Tyler Scott has speed on this football. Yes, season. he got two touches. I just think it's bizarre that Cole Komet and Cole Komet deserves to be able to get his get his share as well. How Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney and Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert get more touches than DJ Moore. Like, see, here, here's what I, I want to break. I want to break this narrative of, you know, when the Bears either draft or sign a big-time uh, free agent wide receiver or trade for one, that they'll never get the ball. See, I don't want that Musha Muhammad thing where he goes, you know, if you go to Chicago, you just go to die if you're a wide receiver. Yeah. I want to break that stigma. I want Justin Fields in the offense to break that stigma. Look, I, as I said last year, I gave the Bears the benefit of the doubt well, a three-win football team that the design, the play design was pretty good for a bad yes. football team. I thought that they had a little razzle-dazzle. wasn't tremendous because he still lost, you know, 14 games. What I'm saying is, is that the play design was not bad. This right here is like what we saw last year. Like, so you, you can't convince me that Justin Fields is what he is. He is he, – he was what he was yesterday. But I'm going to tell you, if we do this in week eight, week nine, week ten – and Justin Fields still has a problem holding on to the football, which is a problem. He, he fumbled it 15, 16 times last year. Uh, if he has problems holding on to the football, if he can't make uh, throws down the field, if he's got to keep checking it down, or if he has to run, once again, led the team in rushing yesterday, nine carries for 59 yards. If he's doing all the same shit that he did last year, uh, then the Bears are not going to get to where they need to be. They'll struggle again. Yeah. And – you look at the and then here's here's the thing. What do you do at that point? Because if if you're bad enough where you're losing a lot of games, okay, maybe you're in the 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 Caleb Williams, uh, the Drake May sweepstakes. But if you just happen to win out win enough games where you're you're bad, but you're not bad enough to land one of them, you're still in quarterback hell. Because now you you have to keep fields, yeah. but then you you're keeping a guy. Who clearly you don't trust, because if we're, if we're being honest, like there were plays, there were calls, they were made to say, you know what? All right, I don't trust you're going to do the right thing with the ball, so we'll give you safe plays. You you can do this. If this first read isn't here, throw it here. Yeah, and that's bad because like even I'm watching on Twitter today. And I'm seeing video of like receivers come open. I mean, like NFL open. Yeah. And Field sees them. So I know he's reading the right thing, but he doesn't trust himself to say, okay, let me release this ball. Coaching in his head, whatever it may be, something's not clicking where he's like, okay, I see that guy coming open, throw it anticipation. If it's complete, great. If it's intercepted, great, whatever. 
He's like, I see it. I see it. I don't trust it. Ah, I missed it. Okay, check it down. That can't happen because teams see that. We we can't have a franchise or hopefully our franchise quarterback running 400 yards a game because that's not sustainable. No, it's not. And it it's not sustainable. Ask Lamar Jackson, does that hurt when you when, when you run the football that often? Like, yeah. And this is not a shot at Lamar. I'm just saying, like, that's what he does. That's what Baltimore does. Justin Justin Fields was a guy that wasn't even a running quarterback in Ohio State. He was not. So I just I, I, I just look at that. And then, of course, the other side of the football is the defense. And so and we'll get to Matt Eberflus in just a second. But one thing I've been harping on a lot because on, um, you know, this winter, this spring and summer is saying, like, the Bears have to be able to have a pass rush. Yes. They have to stop the run. They have to be able to flip the field. All these things have to happen for this football team. And so, so you know, watching Jordan Love, they get him out of mothballs. Dude hasn't played in three years. And it wasn't like he was perfect. But when he had no. to make plays, he made plays. He had three yes. touchdowns. But the flip side of it, though, because is that when you only have one sack, okay, you had two tackles for a loss. That was from Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, and Gakwe was able to get a uh, sack, as you mentioned before we re- hit record. It was a covered sack. You had two tackles for a loss. That's all good, but that's also problematic. Maddie's defense has to be able to bear some fruit this year. Otherwise, you're going to get the same results you had last year. So I agree with you, but part of that is I think it's not necessarily by design. It's just, it's just the way things happen. Poles build this defense from the outside in, and usually you go from inside out. So right now you have a you have a back seven who just across the board, they're NFL players. They're all NFL players. And then you look at the front four, and the guy we signed off the street a month ago is, is really the only guy who can really legitimately get out the quarterback. Yeah. So you have you have a front four who can stop the run. But at some point, when a team steps back to pass, you can't expect your back seven to cover for for six seconds. It just can't happen. So if there's no pass rush, you're going to have problems. You're going to have, and and we don't have a pass rush at all. And I can't blame Eberflus for that, though, because you can only do so much with the talent you have. Dominique Robinson isn't ready yet. He may never be ready. So you, you got... I don't want to call. Uh, I'm a, I'm a butcher his name. I think it got Ilgakwe, yeah, Yannick Ilgakwe, a journeyman. Yeah, but he's he's been with a lot of teams not because he's talentless, but because for whatever reason he just doesn't stick. Right. But he can get you your nine to ten sacks a season, and that's fine to have. But when you have one of those, they'll double team him, and ask everyone else to beat them, and we have no one who's shown they can get out to the quarterback. And obviously you let Tevis, a guy like Tevis Gibson go because he didn't fit the scheme. Whatever. But all I saw throughout the preseason was a guy who found his way to the quarterback. So yeah. whether whether he fit the scheme or not, he found his way to the quarterback. And right now, outside of a Gakway, you don't have one guy who can even who even knows the path to the quarterback. So if you're not blitzing, which the Bears didn't do much of yesterday, you're going to have a problem when it comes to stopping teams from passing downs. Like and by the way, and by the way, because already Demarcus Walker 
said earlier today, he was, I think it was maybe it was after the game, he was talking about, he, he was kind of not grumbling about the scheme, but just talking about our scheme's got to be better and a few other things he was talking about where it's kind of like he was criticizing the effort and also criticizing the scheme. Uh-oh, you don't need a player talking about the scheme. That would right. be a conversation that we made by the head coach uh, and Demarcus Walker. But, you know, like, so so I, I want to make it clear, uh, and for those that don't know that's watching or listening to our podcast, um, so Cap and I – do a, a morning show on ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain J Hood morning show on ESPN 1000. And it is Chicago. It is, it is the best morning show in the city, bar none. So if you're not listening to Captain <laughs> Hood in the morning, you should do so. And if you if you can't what if you can't listen to it in the morning, listen to the podcast. You know, listen to the podcast on the way home. Listen to the podcast when you're going to bed. You know, listen to the podcast if you just happen to. Make your way to the bathroom and take a shit. You know, listen to the podcast. You will enjoy it. It's actually more pleasurable if you're taking a shit and listening to us. I think that's absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's, a double, it's a double laxative if you do that. I right. That's, that's cool. And by the way, do you take PayPal or Zelle for that plug, by the way? <laughs> Zelle works. Zelle works. I'll, I'll Zelle you for that. Thank you, Cuz. Thank you very much. He's not biased at all. Um, but, not at all. But nonetheless, I just want to let people know that, you know, Every Monday, now that the ESPN 1000 is home of the Bears, we get an opportunity to talk to the head coach. He spoke twice today. He spoke to us first. He, we get a chance to crack at him first every single Monday or after a Bears game, and then he speaks to the media in the afternoon. So, I, I've, of course, we conducted our interview. What my end of it, Wiley, was just trying to ask the questions that the fans were asking an hour and a half before he came on. That that's my whole thing, and and Cap had his set his set of questions as well, and ultimately all the questions that people had on social and on our show, I tried to ask to to Eberflus, and Cap did the same thing. Then he also spoke to the press uh, uh, this afternoon, Monday afternoon, as we record this, and so I, I don't know, I I just think that he is probably surprised himself that the football team did not come to play. I'm not sure what he expected, but I know there's been a lot of criticism about what happened now. He conducted his practices and preseason and all that. You know, I can even set all that aside. It's the Bears and Packers. It's the first game, and you should be able to show something different. And uh, the Bears did not do that. You know, I I'll give you a perfect example of seeing something different. The Lions are right there in the belly of the beast. Hostile environment, ring night for Kansas City. What do they do? They put a trick play, a special teams trick play, a, a low percentage play, but they were able to get a first down on a fourth down play. That's not what the Lions do. They don't do those trick plays, and you don't expect that in game one, but that's what the Lions did. What I'm saying is is that the Bears need to be able to show a lot of things that they didn't show last year and not be so vanilla because what I saw out there Sunday reminded me of some of those preseason games. Not going to show a lot. Not going to do a lot. We just, you know, we'll just put our cleats on and just go out there and compete. It didn't work against the Packers. <laughs> There was no fight, and that was that was disappointing to me because last year, I saw a team that, despite not having much talent, competed their asses off pretty much every game, and in the fourth quarter, they had a shot to win most games. So you think more talent, same effort, should lead to more wins, especially against your division rival, and to see them come out especially in the second half, and essentially lay down 
Like it was disappointing. And like I, I'm not knocking Eberflus yet. Uh huh. Uh, yet, but uh-huh. I expected more from him. And it sounds like today, listen to his like what he was still sound a little shell shocked this morning talking to you guys. But he sounded like today in his press conference. Well, watch me. He looked like he expected more too. Yeah. And all around, you know, you can see that. Like, hey, you know, we're going. We need to be better at every phase of the game. So next week on the road, even if you lose, if you come out with the same effort, you know, then you start asking questions. Like, because losing is one effort is entirely different. So I'm expecting the Bears, or even on the road, to come out with some fight in them. And if they don't, then you do have to start looking at coaches because, like, effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's the responsibility of a player, too, but that's coached. And if that player isn't giving the effort, find someone who, even if they don't have as much talent, will give the necessary effort to help your team win games. And what we saw against the Packers yesterday, I mean, you can't have that. You can't have that. And again, not blaming even loose yet, but also it's understanding what Ryan Poles is trying to accomplish with his team building. Yeah, there are some deficiencies up front, especially at the front four on defense, but that effort doesn't change. That effort doesn't change. This is even Fulch's defense. This yeah. is Allen Williams' defense. You know, you you guys have been coaching this for a while. Whatever Allen Williams is doing, as far as as far as making sure guys are getting after the quarterback, guys are running downhill to make tackles instead of waiting for the offensive players to, to come to them. Like that has to change. That has to change. So even with uh, Walker talking about scheme, look. Look, man, you, you didn't you didn't snip the quarterback. You no. don't know you don't know if if, if 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 Love had on cologne yesterday, or you know, or, or was he wearing like the brute deodorant, you know, the spray or whatever? You don't know. Right. Was it Axe? Was it brute? Was it Old Spice? He doesn't know. So when you're that guy who didn't show up on film, I don't want to hear about scheme. Like I, I don't, and even. Even I know I'm knocking Fields again, but even listen to Fields yesterday, he was right. You can't have the false starts. You, you, Braxton Jones played his worst game of his career yesterday. He did. Yes, he did. You, you, you can't have the false starts. You can't have the holding penalties. But if you played the game Fields played yesterday, as the leader of the offense, you have to come out and say, "Hey, I sucked. I sucked." Yeah. I, I have. I expect more from myself. I have to be better. I will be better next week. He came out, and from from my vantage point, he it was correct, but he pointed fingers at others. Yeah, and he said, he said it sucks. He said it, he said it sucks that we lost against the Packers. It hurts. And as the leader, you have to take it. You have to take it on the chin and say, "Hey, as the leader of this of this team, I have to be better. I wasn't my best yesterday. I miss receivers." I didn't make the plays I should have made. You know, I turned the ball over. I have to be. I have to protect the ball. It was, hey, if we clean up our penalties, you know, in um, pre-snap things, we'll be fine. 
Hold on. That wasn't it. That, that wasn't the only problem with the offense. Like, so I think you have guys like, I mean, Phil's just a leader, but you have a new guy like Walker coming in and they're talking about other things. No. Point to yourself, boys. Point that thumb and say, hey, it's on me. I have to do these things better. And if I do this better, then we'll have more success as, as a team. And I saw too many guys rushing to say, hey, you know what? It's the penalties. It's, it was this. It was that. No. It was me. We were not good. En- I wasn't good enough. Yeah. I have to be better. But I think part of that is coaching accountability. When you when you have um, when you have a, a free agent guard that can come in mm-hmm. and, and take the, take the summer off. Uh, you know, I need a personal day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more vacation time. Uh, yeah, I know I just signed this thirty million dollar contract. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard. You know, I'm going through it right now. Give me a little, little space. I'll be there. <laughs> he's like he's like Tommy from the fourth from the fourth floor. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just like, what do you do, Tommy? I work. I work. Yeah. No, no, Nate Davis, you're not working. No. You're not work. and, and if it's personal and if the Bears and again, I've got no word on what's really going on with him. If it's personal, they can be away from the football team. Seriously, because. If you're an offensive lineman and you're just like, is this dude going to play? Is he on practice? Is he going to be out here with us? I mean, he's just been standing there. And then when he does get out there, he's gassed after the third play. Yes. I mean, that's, that's not going to get it done. So just like, look, the offensive line, because uh, it's never going to be perfect. No. The line. But the thing is, is that you want to be able to have someone to rely on. Uh, you mentioned Braxton Jones. Like, Bra- I didn't say anything about Braxton Jones last year because he was right. good. Solid. Yeah, and 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 kind of like this dude that's not supposed to be good. Ryan Post told us in Indianapolis at the combine, he was like, "I just like his motor. Like I like that he wants to be out there and wants to be able to help the football team." Well, when you got a guy next to you and Davis or or whoever's next to you, white hair, and they're not getting the job done, you know, it, it's on Braxton to take on his one-on-one assignment. But then the offensive line as a whole was not great, so it just. It's not a surprise. Um, we see you guys on YouTube as well. Tyler Burrell checking in. Tyler said, asked, am I going to watch the Bills and Jets game tonight? Yeah, it'll be on monitor too because uh, Aaron Rodgers is up there. There'll be a little Monday Night Raw on the screen too, so I'll be keeping my eyes on that because of the wrestling podcast. Um, appreciate your thoughts about uh, our show this morning. Miss Georgina checks in, says that uh, it's become very predictable um, about this Bears team. Well, you know, it has been predictable that it's up to the Bears, cause to change the narrative. That's what it comes down to. Are you going to change the narrative? Meaning that are you going to be able to do enough to be able to get more than three wins this year? Will you do enough to be able to get to the quarterback defensively, to flip the field and be opportunistic with ball hawks uh, in your secondary? Are you going to be able to run the football effectively without Justin Fields running for his life? Will you be able to get the ball down the field? Will Justin improve? There's more question marks than answers with this team. And so that's the whole thing. Um, so, uh, so you said your piece. I've said your piece. But but what about Rocky? What does Rocky think of all this? Rocky. Rocky. Come here. Come here. Come here. I didn't know what, what Rocky think? thinks about all this. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what I thought. Was going <laughs> Rocky is too excited. I mean, you're first yeah. time on camera, Rocky. You just you knock over the whole system. You see that? Yep. 
There you go, Rocky. All right, all right. All right. Down. Sit, 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 sit. I would ask what Andrew likes. Your son, what Andrew likes, but Andrew doesn't like football enough. So no, he's, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Andrew we're doesn't like football enough to be working on his thoughts. <laughs> We'd like to let you know that our broadcast here is brought to you by Midas. Go to Midas.com. Uh, trust the Midas touch when it comes to Midas. And uh, cause I'm going to call you next week. I'm going to ask you your thoughts about Tampa Baker Mayfield. No more progressive commercials. Um, yeah, but but for him, nice game for him against Tampa. That Tampa defense was really good uh, on Sunday. So we'll see what happens with this game. It's not a gimme for this Bears game against uh, Tampa. It's not. Hopefully, we get a win though. Uh, we will see about that. We'll see about that. It's in Tampa, a little hot, as you well know. Are they are the Bears in shape for that heat down there in Tampa? That's the question. We're gonna find out. All right. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining me. And, and, and Rocky's out of control now. We give Rocky an opportunity. He's knocking over the whole system. He ruined our first show. He, we asked Rocky for his thoughts on the Bears, and he's just knocking it over. Look at him. He's all over the place. All right, cuz. All right, cuz. Thanks so much. All right. All right. Cousin Wiley uh, is with us here on the Under the Hood podcast. And don't forget to check out Captain J Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000 and also on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk to you on the radio. Look at that. Look at it. Already. See that? See what happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> knocked, it over, knocked over the whole system. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.